Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How good it is to serve a living God, a God that knows what we need and is there to help us in time of need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hearts to the Lord just one more time and just acknowledge him for he is good. His mercy endures forever. If it not had been for the Lord who was on our side, we would have been consumed. We would have died many times over. But the Lord is our right hand, and he is our goodness, and he is our strength. I thank you, Lord, for our life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, I could just stay right here and just receive that precious Holy Spirit presence in our lives. And I'm excited, though, because this is the day the Lord has made. This is the day that we're going to ordain my son. And Samuel asked me last night, he said, when did you realize that uh, Charles wanted to be a pastor? I said, I don't know. I kind of gradually just, it's the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our sight. <laughs> he came back from Berkeley, had to be deprogrammed. <laughs> Wiped that stuff away that they were trying to teach him. And then uh, when we were at the community center, we were, we were picking up kids that were, um, I don't want to say handicapped. What did they say? Challenged? And uh, he, yeah, they, and so he said, well, if I want to be with my dad, I, I got to go with him. And so he'd be in the car with the, the people that, you know, were not all there. Huh? Special needs. I'm in that category, too, special needs. <laughs> I need special uh, treat, uh, treatment. <laughs> treatment, yes. Eddie says the same thing. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, but we had, a, so then he started, you know, working in, in youth ministry, and he just liked it, and the Lord was, took hold of him and gave him the call to do that. He put, he put it in his heart, and so we're excited. But we had to have a little help from Pastor Ken, because, you know, paperwork gets kind of boggled up, and so we had to call Pastor Ken and say, Pastor Ken, can you pull some strings? Can you get some things done up there? And with one call, Pastor Ken, and all of a sudden, we call up, and they go, oh, yeah, please, come on in. We're, we're, we're glad to take care of the, the situation here. And then usually they have it, uh, the, the ordination at the district conference. But again, we had to call Pastor Ken and say, listen, Pastor Char uh, youth Pastor Charles is not going to be in town then. Can we have it at the church? And he said, well, uh, I'll make a call. So it's kind of like call on, on the name of the Lord and then call on Pastor Ken. It seems to work real good. So let me introduce to you our area pastor, Pastor Ken. Amen. Amen. Good morning, New Heart. Oh, come on. You can get a little louder than that. Come on. This is the day that the Lord has made. Anybody come to rejoice and be glad in him today? Oh, where my praisers at? Oh, there we go. Where my praisers at? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Got to bring that joy out. Because the Bible says, for the joy of the Lord is my str Anybody stronger today? Amen. As a result of being in service today. What a great place. Come on. Anybody love your church? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I love my church. I love my church. Amen. It is good to be here Amen. We always enjoy coming out, amen, to New Heart Church, especially on this very, very special occasion. Amen. 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 And can we just give the Lord a hand of praise for the angels of this house? Amen. Now, celebrate your pastors. 
Amen. 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 Good leadership is hard to find. Amen. And there are certain people that want to lead you. Amen. But, but, but it's the love. Amen. And the nurturing and the caring. Amen. That's why uh, when I put together the foil, I had a, a photo uh, of the man of God with the, with the lantern burning. How many of you know that ministry sometimes goes late, late, late in the midnight hour sometimes? And you just never know, amen, when that phone is going to ring. But you have to be ready. Amen. 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 When there's a need in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. All right. Where are my faith-filled people at up in here? Just wave at me one more time, people of faith. Amen. No, this is important. This is important. I'm not just trying to hype you up. But in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says this. It says that the word preached did not profit them. The word preached did not profit them by not being mixed with faith. How many of you know you have to bring faith, amen, underneath the preached word, amen? Because faith is the activator of the power, amen, of the word. Anybody believe that there's power in the word of God? Amen. But that power does not do anything unless it is activated by what? By faith. And so we understand that, that God's words are spirit and they are life, amen, and they carry divine power to bring those words to pass. Anybody believe that today? So when faith is in the house, amen, the Holy Spirit shows up, the word is released, amen, and, and, and the promises that, that signs and wonders shall follow the word. Anybody expecting a miracle today? Amen. We, we, we still yet believe. Amen. So just grab your Bible, your iPad, your notebook, your whatever it is that you use. Amen. To get into the word of God. And we just want to make a declaration this morning. Amen. Over the word of God. Are you ready? Yes. Come on. Repeat after me. I believe, I believe. God's, word. God's word. Amen. Is, is, is sealed and empowered. To bring, to bring change to my life. As I am taught the word today, may it refresh, may it refresh restore, restore, and renew, and renew every, area every area of my life. Come on, give God praise for his word today. Amen. I don't know about you, but if it had not been for the word of God, amen, I would still be in a whole lot of trouble. Amen. Amen. But, but is anybody glad that it never returns to him void? Yes. Amen. It never returns to you void, but it always accomplishes what it purposes to do. To do. Amen. There's a word from the Lord today on this very, very special, special day. Um, this day is very special to me because I love the church. Many of the men here, you know my testimony from the men's breakfasts, but I was jacked up. Amen. And it was the church, amen, that loved me when I was unlovable. Amen. That accepted me when I was dirty. Amen. That, that, that brought me in and loved me to the place of healing. Amen. So that God could kind of take this raggedy, jacked up life and do something with it. Anybody glad about that uh, today? Amen. Amen, that he didn't come for the perfect, but, 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 but I want to uh, just speak with you today just a little bit 
from the thought, after God's own heart. After God's own heart. How many of you believe today that God has a heart for you? Yes, yes he does. If, if you could even just imagine just how much God loves you. See, that's the problem with a lot of us. We just don't realize. We just don't understand how much, amen, he loves us. I have to understand how much he loved me in abuse, how much he loved me in addiction, amen, how much he loved me even in immorality. God loved me, amen, and he loved me to that place of wholeness and restoration, and so we are here today because of that love, amen. So, so I want to share with you a couple of verses out of Jeremiah chapter 3. Amen. Verse 14 and 15. Um, and, and this is God making provision, amen, for his remnant, amen, of a wayward people. How many of you know that no matter how far you stray, that there's, there's always a way back yes. to God? Amen. Anybody glad about that today? Amen. amen. That, that, that God doesn't cancel you. So, so God is a good God. But this is what he says in verse 14 of Jeremiah chapter 3. He says this. He says, return, O backsliding children. I mean, the God, God goes right to the point. Yeah. He says, O return, O backsliding children, says the Lord. But this is what he says. He says, for I am married to you. He says, I will take you, one from a city and two from a family or clan, and I, and I will bring you to Zion. Zion is, is, is a type or shadow of the church. And he says, I will, I, I, will, I will pick you up from your place of wandering. I will pick you up, amen, from the places that you have been dispersed. I, I will pick you up from all your places of darkness in which you have wandered into. And, and I will bring you to Zion. Anybody glad about that today? Amen. Right. I always tease people sometimes because in their testimony, they'll say, I first found God back in 1982. How many of you know I didn't find God? I wasn't looking for God. God found me. Amen. And as a result of that, we're saved, man, sanctified on fire for the Lord today. But in verse 15, he says this. He says, I'll bring you to Zion. And he says, and I will give you shepherds. He says, I will give you shepherds, I will give you pastors, shepherds after my own heart, hmm. who, will, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. God says that I will give you shepherds, men of God, women of God, after my own heart to feed you. With knowledge, to feed you with wisdom, to feed you with understanding. So, so, so I, I want to get you to kind of rethink what we're doing here today because you came in here today and you think this is all about youth pastor Charles. No, no, that's, that, that's why some of you came. B -b because you think that all of this and everything that you'll see today is all about youth pastor Charles. But can I tell you that, that when God calls shepherds, he does it with you in mind? When God calls shepherds, he does it thinking about you. God is always thinking about his people. God is always thinking about his 
sheep, right? So really, we could say, Pastor Chuck, that, that today is more about you than it is about you, Pastor Charles, right? Because God knew that you need shepherds. God knew that you need an overseer. God knew that you need men of God, women of God, amen, that have a heart like his. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a praise today for thinking about you. He, 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 he was thinking about you today. And so we begin to look at this, and we know and understand real quick that God is the ultimate shepherd of his people. Amen. He's the ultimate shepherd. We're under shepherds. God is the ultimate shepherd. He leads. Amen. He feeds, he protects, and he cares for his people. God takes good care of his people, and God wants to make sure that your care is entrusted to the right people, right? So God says, no, 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 I don't want you to choose. God says, I choose. God says, I am the one, amen, who gives them to you. See, see, because God is the ultimate shepherd, he knows his sheep by name. His sheep know and hear his voice, amen, and to them he is faithful, and he is compassionate to his flock. Anybody glad that we serve a God, amen, who sees the lost? He heals the wounded. Anybody with me right now? He restores the broken, and he leaves the 99 to go after the one. But, but this same God who loves you so much, he compares us. He compares his people to sheep. He says that when he looks at us, all of us are like sheep, having gone astray. Anybody know what it's like to stray? Anybody know what it's like to stray since you've been saved? Talk to me, somebody. I'm just looking for the real people today. Amen. The people that haven't got it all figured out just yet. People that understand that they're still a work in progress. Come on, somebody. People that understand that they're still on the potter's wheel. That thing is still turning. He's still shaping. He's still molding. There's still some things he's changing in me. There's still some things, amen, that that he is developing in me. There's a love for him, amen, that he is creating in me. Anybody? glad, amen, that he's not looking for the perfect? Anybody glad that he is the one who perfects us? Anybody glad that he places people in our lives who love us and pray for us and care for us and nurture us so that one day we will be better than we are today? Amen. Anybody on their way to purpose in God? Anybody on their way to destiny in God today that, that we can raise our voice and give a shout of praise unto a God, amen, who sends us those who will care for us in his stead. He compares us to to sheep. Sheep are dependent. Sheep are vulnerable. Sheep are prone to wander. But sheep are valuable. Sheep are loved. And God's sheep are redeemed. Anybody glad that you're redeemed today? Amen, that, that, that you've been bought, amen, with a price, amen. We're going to read that later, that, that he purchased you, amen, with his very own blood. How valuable is the blood of Jesus? Amen, they say that you can tell the value of a thing by the value of what it costs to purchase him. 
Amen. And he purchased you with his very own blood. Are you with me right now? And so what God does, he calls his people out of darkness. He calls his people out of bondage and all sorts of things to follow him, to trust him, to obey him. And he invites them to enjoy his presence, his provision, and his protection. But God uses shepherds to lead his sheep. Because without a sheep, without a shepherd, the sheep tend to to stray off. Without a shepherd, the sheep tend to wander. Without a shepherd, sheep tend to get themselves in trouble, in situations and circumstances. Come on, somebody. See, sheep will follow other sheep off of a cliff. Amen. And, and so the shepherd is the one that keeps the sheep amen, headed in the right direction. And he leads them to places where they can be refreshed and where they can be nourished. Amen. And so when we look at what we're doing here today, God is sending you someone. God is appointing someone. Amen. Uh, to shepherd over you. Amen. To, to, to help restore you to help nourish you, amen, to help feed you. Can we get in this today? So there's three things I want to leave you with today as we look at shepherds after God's own heart. The first thing is that shepherds after God's own heart, they come from God. How many of you know that seminaries and Bible college don't produce shepherds? Shepherds come from God. And so we see this right here in verse 15. God says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And we look at this phrase here where he says, I will give you. That is a promise, amen, from God himself. That is a promise, amen, to his people, amen. He will give them shepherds to help them navigate through life. Anybody need a little help navigating? Anybody tired of running in the dead ends? Come on, going in the corners, amen, in places that are empty and insignificant, amen. And we have to understand that it is God who will give us, amen, shepherds that he will equip to lead us, right? He will tell them things about you. He will open up your life to them so that he knows how to pray for you, amen, and how to counsel you, to instruct you, and how to lead you, how to help you navigate. Anybody got a place that you can take your problems to? Come on, your situations to. I know that we think that we can do it all by ourselves, but God says, no, 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 you need a shepherd. You need, you need a shepherd. And he, and he says to, to, to feed them with knowledge, which is wisdom and understanding. And here in this text, we tend to look at our shepherds as pastors. We look at them as overseers, amen, that they were ordained by God. But here's the thing that he goes on to say next. He said, I will give you these shepherds, and these shepherds will have a heart like mine. He says, after my own heart. He's not talking about a man that's chasing God's heart. He's talking about a man or a woman that has a heart like his. Now think about the heart of God. Amen. And I want to challenge you. Look for God's heart in the heart of your shepherd. It's not asking too much to begin to look to the heart of God when you begin to look at the, at the shepherd 
that you come in and trust and you place your life and you place your family underneath. It is a heavy call. It is a weighty call, right? We know for the last 23 years we have been walking in that call. That as soon as you get in on a Sunday evening and get ready to watch a movie, the phone rings. How many of you know you have to pick it up? Sometimes at 2 o'clock in the morning, the phone rings. How many of you have to pick it up? That there are things that you are called to do as a shepherd, right? See, because when sheep get in trouble, shepherds respond, right? And for, in order for the shepherd to respond, that shepherd has to have a heart for you like God has for you, right? And that's the thing that we have to really understand today. And, and, and he says that, that they will feed you. Somebody say feed you. Come on, with knowledge and understanding, right? But see, the word knowledge and understanding here, it, 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 it speaks not of the nature of the food, right? But what it speaks of is the manner of their feeding. Did, did you get that this morning, right? See, see it, is, it, it is not the what that they are feeding. It is the how they're being fed. Right. And so we began to look at this. And this is not saying that the shepherd or the pastor will feed you knowledge and understanding. It says that he will feed you from a place of knowledge and understanding. Right. And so when it comes to you and the word preached to you and the way that he interacts in your life, that he will do it from a place of not his own opinion, but from the word of God, that he will do it from a place, amen, of, 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 of knowledge and understanding, amen, that God has given him, that God has given the shepherd and able, watch this, to minister to you, right? And understand that, that you should be able to trust him, right? You, you should be able to trust his counsel, you should be able to trust, amen, that the words that he speak to you are the wisdom of God for you. Anybody believe that today, right? And so we have to get to the place to where we understand that God does set, amen, his shepherds apart, right? Because they have a calling upon their life, amen, to feed, to care for his flock. That leads me to the next point, that shepherds. Amen. After God's own heart, that they 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 care for the sheep. See, see, you hear that and you think that we should just take that for granted. Well, well, don't all pastors care for the sheep? Not really. Not really. There are a lot of pastors that care more about themselves, their own comfort, their own profitability than they do about the sheep. Amen. That God has placed under their care. How do I know that? Because I know a lot of pastors. And we sit around in meetings and we sit around at lunches and sometimes I wonder, why are you pastoring? You don't even like God's people. Why, why, why are you pastoring? And some of them are there and it appears Chuck, that they would rather be doing anything else but shepherding God's people. Because shepherding is not an easy thing. Amen. How many of you know that sometimes sheep stink? Yeah. How many of you know that sometimes sheep bite? Amen. Sometimes sheep run off, amen, and try to divide the flock. 
So shepherding is not an easy thing. And so God says, I need someone that will care for the sheep. Jeremiah 23, verse 3 and 4, he says, I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their pastor where they will be fruitful and increase in number. God's plan is always to bring his remnant back, amen, into their own pastor in a place where they will be fruitful. That's God's desire for you, amen, and they will increase in number. That's why New Heart is growing. Watch this, and in verse 4, he says this. He says, and I will place, that's a good word right there, and I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will anything be missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. Did you get that? No, though, did, did you get the truth in that? Can anybody receive that, that if that word is true, what a blessing, what a benefit the shepherd of God is to your life, right? That, that he says that, that, that they will tend them. Watch this. And as a result of the shepherd, that they will no longer be afraid. That they will no longer be terrified. And watch this. And that nothing will be missing. Isn't that where we're all trying to get? Amen. In a place where we don't have to fear. Amen. In a place where we can trust and depend on God. Amen. In a place where we live in shalom. Where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and nothing withheld from God. That, that's where we want to go. That's where we want to be. And he says that the way that you get there is not on your own. Amen. The way that you get there is that when you place yourself under the care, amen, of a shepherd who has been placed by God. I, I look at this and it's just amazing because, because God says, I will place. And to place literally means to stand or to stand and stay fixed. That, that God says, I'm going to place him there, and he's not going anywhere. That, that you don't have to worry about. Amen. The shepherd going anywhere. Pastor Chuck, how long have you been here? About 16, years. 16 years. He's not going anywhere. How long have we been at Point of Grace Church? 23 years. We're not, we're not going anywhere. God, God placed us there Amen. And he to, to stand, amen, and fix ourselves there. Do we want to leave sometime? Absolutely. But God, but God's like, you can't go anywhere. Anybody glad that God lets you vent? Come on, somebody, that God will allow you a safe place where you can tell him all of that stuff. He says, okay, are you done? Now get back on your post. Finish that message. Come on, finish preparing for that funeral. Finish preparing for that wedding. Come on, get ready for that hospital visit. Yeah. Amen. Be because he, he, he placed them there to stand. Now, in that 16 years, the sheep have come and the sheep have gone. Come on, somebody. But the shepherds are still here. Can we appreciate the shepherd again? Still here. 
Still here. <laughs> and to the sheep that left and came back, when you opened the door, were you surprised? Oh, are you still here? Yeah, he's still here. <laughs> he, he's still here. Amen. No, th there needs to be something in that that he is, that he is still here. Right? How many of you have had, had the same phone number for the last 20 years? See, people, it's not changing. Amen. People, they know how to get in touch with you. Right? Still here, still here, still here. He says, I will place them. That means to stand and stay fixed. And then he says, who will tend them? And tend carries the idea, get this, it means to, to hold. Amen? To, to take care of. Watch this, as to tend to a child, to be attended to, come on, to love you, to hold you, to embrace you, to care for you as a father cares for his children, to care for you as a mother cares for her child. That's what tend means. It doesn't mean just to sit back from a distance and bark out orders, break down that table, set up those chairs. No, it's more to it than that, right? It's that place where you can go to get the love that you need, to get the nurturing that you mean. And it needs to be on the same level as a parent loves their children. Children, it means to be attended to. And we got to stop running into all other places, amen, to be attended to when God has placed in your life a shepherd, amen. And this shepherd can't do it alone. And so God has brought in another shepherd to help tend, amen, to the needs of this flock. Amen. So if you, Pastor Charles, is not a hugger, teach him how to hug. <laughs> teach him how to hug. Amen. Just tell him, bring it in. Come on, bring, bring, bring it in. Bring it in. Amen. Because that's what it's about. That's what people need to, need to feel, right? And, and, and that's what it is, you know, even, even in their stench, right? And even in their dirtiness, the shepherd would cuddle up with a dirty sheep to mend broken bones. Watch this. To, 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 to put ointment in the places where the insects would come. Yeah. To, to prevent, amen, all those things from, from happening. Anybody know what it's like for the shepherd to rub a little ointment? Come on, in the place, amen, of your infection. I know I do. It doesn't always feel good. Amen. Sometimes, amen, a loving mother would say, okay, this is going to hurt. But in the end, it's for your it's for your good. It's for your, for your betterment. Amen. That's why he has been charged, amen, to, to do that. And we began to kind of see that. And we began to see this. And he says this. He says, so that my people will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will anything be missing. Anybody feel safe in this place? Okay, a few of you. Anybody feel safe? Anybody over here feel, no, safe in this place? No, it's, it's a process. Some of you may be kind of new, so I don't really know him like that, but, but there are others around you that says, no, this is my home. I feel, I feel safe here. I can be real here. I can be open here. I can be transparent here. He's not expecting me to be perfect. I got flaws. I got stuff. 
I got stuff I got to deal with. I got think, things that I think about. Anybody with me right now? And so we look in this in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. It says this to the shepherd. It says, pay careful attention. Watch this to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Who made him an overseer? It wasn't his father. It wasn't his father, right? The Holy Spirit did. And somebody needs to hear that today. He's there not because his father wants him to be. He's there because the Holy Spirit has chosen him to be. Listen, this is a God thing. I think when it's convenient for us, sometimes we give the pastor of the house too much credit. And then sometimes we give him too much blame. But how many of you know that God is in control? None of us that are called to be shepherds, amen, are in control. We answer to the ultimate shepherd. That's right. And the Holy Spirit was the one that chose you, Pastor Charles, amen, to be one of the shepherds of, of this house. Amen. And when you look at him, you have to know that you have to understand that, right? The Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Did, did, you, did you get that? God took something that he obtained with his own blood. Amen? And he's handing it to youth pastor Charles. No, that's, that's trust. Right? That, that, that's trust. Right, it's like it's like it's like this. This is this this is valuable to me. Like when my stepfather first gave me his car keys, he's like, "This is my whip. This is my car, and you're going out, and I want to, I want to trust you with something that's valuable." precious to me with, with something that I love and he's entrusting that to you. So how many of you know that if God chose him, amen, everything's going to be okay. Amen. Everything's going to be okay. Amen. Everything's going to be okay. Amen. And so we begin to kind of look at that. So pastors are called to entrusted to care for the church of God, which he redeemed with his very own blood. Here's the third thing. Shepherds after God's own heart that they give themselves to the feeding of the flock. They give what? Yeah, they give themselves. It's all or nothing. That there's no holding back, right? It's going to take everything that you have. And I know you know it's going to take everything you have to shepherd God's people. Because God wouldn't have it any other way. And so in Psalm 78, verse 70 through 72, the Bible says this about David. It says that he also chose David, his servant, and he took him from the sheepfolds. Hmm. Odd place to find a king. Odd place to find a leader. All right? But, but, but it says that God chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. 
watch this, from following the, the ewes, amen, that had the young, and brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart, watch this, and guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. You know what this speaks of? This speaks of character and competence, right? That the man of God, the woman of God, they have to be people of character. But not only do they have to be people of character, they need to be people of competence. How many of you know that you have to know what you're doing, right? You, you can't be competent and not a person of character, and you can't be a person of character and have no competence. Right? And, and so these are intrinsic values, amen, that don't come overnight. You have to dedicate your life to this. So Youth Pastor Charles has not arrived. Amen. He is arriving. He, he, is, he is in the process. Amen. God told him, you want to shepherd my people? Go shepherd their children. Right? Cut your teeth in children's church. Cut your teeth in youth church. Right? There's some things that you have to do. And so God chose David. Watch this. Who was his servant before he was called to be king. I believe that when you look at this, it says he also chose David his servant. David was already in the capacity of serving God when he was out there tending the sheep. Right? Why? Because he was in the process of developing character, integrity, amen, and competence on how to be a good shepherd. And so that's why God chose him, right? And, and he took him from the sheepfolds, right, where he had given his life to shepherding his flock. How many of you know that David was there shepherding? Before he was called, he, he was not called to be king first and say, yeah, you're going to be king one day, but first you got to go out here and take care of some sheep. No, that was not even in the equation. David was already faithful before God called him. David was already a shepherd, had the heart of a shepherd, the competence of a shepherd before God even laid hands on him, before God anointed him, before God called him. In the natural, right? But God always knew, right? And so that's what we have to really understand today. Are you with me? And so we began to see here that, that God chose David, who was serving before he was chose, right? And this is not an overnight process, right? So here it is. Ordination is the setting apart of someone's life for spiritual Leadership. How many of you know that corporate leadership is different than spiritual leadership? I spent 27 years of my life in corporate leadership. Amen. And I'm here to tell you today that spiritual leadership is way different than corporate leadership. And corporate leadership, we would hire somebody that should be trained, skilled to do the job. We place them before the job and they do the job. Church is not like that. Oh, the church is not like that. In corporate America, if someone is not doing the job, we will put them on a performance improvement plan. If they don't improve their performance, we 
Can't do that in the church. Can't do that in the church, right? We, 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 we love people to wholeness, right, in the church. So spiritual leadership, amen, is different than corporate leadership. And, and, so, and so spiritual leadership, amen, and authority within the body of Christ, and it is recognition, amen, of a lifelong call to ministry. See, the licensing process is one thing, but the ordination is another thing. It's a lifelong call to ministry, right? The word ordained means to select by the stretching forth of the hand. And you can see that in Acts 14, 23. So today is more about you than it is about youth pastor Charles. Are you with me? And so now we are going to ordain.